the readings today for this Tuesday of the third week of Lent. They're inviting us to look back again and on the need <clears throat> on the need to to turn to God, the God of mercy, just like Azariah has done today in that beautiful prayer. But also that we need to look back again, just as God is forgiving us. So we need to forgive each other. And this is the gospel. We look at God, how merciful he has been to his people, to all of us, but in a special way as we read today to the people of the Old Testament in the relationship they have entered into this covenant relationship with him. And then we have to look into our hearts, how we, who always ask each day of the Lord that we may forgive one another. And that condition is that God will forgive us because we are forgiving. So let's look at the first reading today. Azariah stood in the fire and prayed aloud, as you remember the three youths in the furnace of fire. And they know they're about to perish. There's no way around it. In a, in a human way, yes, in that furnace will destroy them, will burn them to death. And the only thing they have with them is faith. They have faith in God. They have faith in God who, because they were, they understood and they knew that God would be there for them. They did everything when they were living, they did everything for God. They wanted to do everything. And at this moment, it seemed like it doesn't matter what they do, the ultimate, the ultimate thing that will happen to them, they'll be destroyed because it would seem like God doesn't seem to care. And yet God does. And here's the witness today of, the, of, the, of those three youths and words which are uttered by Azariah, one of the young men. Punished for what? Punished for not, not bowing to the idols, not bowing to the world. And so this is the consequences he experienced. But this is the prayer. For your name's sake, O Lord, do not deliver us forever. For your name's sake, because you're God of love and mercy. How can you not be? For your name's sake, you are the Holy One of Israel. You're the one who is, who is real, who exists. And he says, do not void your covenant. Be faithful to the covenant that you promise because you are. This is something that this young man utters his words. Make, make or make void your covenant. So do not deliver us forever or not make or make void your covenant. Do not take away your mercy from us. Why? For the sake of Abraham, your beloved, your Isaac, your servant, and Israel, your holy one, for the sake of our forefathers who are faithful to you. Do not take away your mercy from us, to whom you promise to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. Because they, these young men, understand. Yes, they're at the service of, of, of a foreign, foreign lord because they were taken into exile. They were taken to exile. They cannot live anymore the faith that they were, would be able to profess. So they have to live in an environment which is not conducive. And yet they wish to live 
because they wish to live faithful to God. And they realize we are reduced, Lord, beyond any other nation brought low everywhere in the world to stay because of our sins. They're aware that their nation lost its freedom because of infidelity to God, because they have embraced idols and they follow idols. We do it today, today too, how often we do so. We see the world around us where we are, where we, do, we can be reduced as well from our greatness because we don't serve the Lord. We can fall into patterns of behavior which are destructive to us because we are blinded by our sin, by indifference to God, or by that infidelity to the relationship that he's, you know, he's not real, or at least he doesn't seem to care, or that he says, doesn't matter what we do. No, it's not true that the Lord cares. We reduce beyond all nations. And in this case, we have no, in our day, we have no prince, prophet, or leader, no burnt, burnt offering, sacrifice, oblation, and incense, because they can no longer offer these sacrifices at in the temple of Jerusalem because they're in exile. So they have no means to do anything. And yet they know this, and this is so powerful. It says we don't have the capacity, but what we have is a contrite heart and humble spirit to let us be received. So contrition, act of contrition, and this is whole Lent journey is that we realize who we are. And by an act of contrition, we purify ourselves. By act of contrition, we confess our sins. So with the act of contrition, we, we, we confess our sins. And so this will be as though burned offerings of rams and bullocks and thousands of, of, of sacrifices which were offered in the temple of Jerusalem. He said, we don't have the means, but we have the means. What do we have? We have contrite heart. We, we are able to say to you, Lord, I'm sorry. We know we have, we have broken your relationship. We, we ask you to be merciful to us. And so because of this, let, let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly, for those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And of course, the whole you know, perspective on life as Christians should be that we can rely on God who has offered his sacrifice on our behalf. Jesus was the atoning sacrifice. He offered himself on our behalf. And so we can place our confidence in him and his love and mercy because what he's done for us. And so here it is, the, these young men says, do not let us be put to shame, but deal with us in your kindness and, as, and great mercy. The kindness and great mercy is the hesed and the rahamin, you know, the two great expressions of, of in the Jewish tradition, the rahamin, be like a mother to us, who has this compassion that flows from the, from the womb, and as well as be faithful to us by that loving kindness. That, uh, uh, that has said that you're true to us, that you, because you love us, so treat us according to that love that you have for us. Treat us according to that mercy that you have manifested to us and deliver us by your wonders, by your wonderful power and bring glory to your name because by that act, and we know that the Lord has saved the three youths because the king looked and, and, and they were not harmed even though physically, even though through laws of nature, they should have been consumed by fire and yet they were protected. A beautiful, powerful witness to the, to the, to the God's, God's you know, gracious and loving hand. But the problem is this, 
God is merciful. God has rescued the people from Israel. God is rescuing us. God has been forgiving us continuously. You know, every time we ask him to forgive us, he forgives us. But there's one element here, as the gospel says today, and there's this, this something inside of us, which is also called lack of forgiveness. There's something that is that we're just blinded by, you know, how people should treat us, but we have a hard time treating people in the same way. We don't use the same measure. And Jesus says, the measure with which you measure will be measured back onto you. But we hear. And so today in that gospel, we see Peter. I think that, you know, he wanted to show that he heard Jesus and he says, should I forgive up to seven times a day? You know, the, the rabbis at that time says, if you really want to be holy, then you should forgive three times a day. But I think Peter wanted to show that, that he heard Jesus and he wanted to say, yes, I did hear how merciful we should be. So should I forgive up to seven times? Well, I think the Lord Jesus just pushed it farther and created sort of this extreme, extreme categorical forgive, not seven, but 77 times which means that how many times would, you know, would have to be how many every couple of minutes we would have to forgive, you know, would have to forgive so many times, which means that for the Lord Jesus to give us his instruction is he, he wanted to be like himself. He forgives us every moment when we call, call upon him every moment because he's merciful and the Father is merciful. Yes, he expects us to act kindly, but he still forgives us. And, 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 and so to seven times. But then Jesus gives us this powerful parable of those two debtors, one who owed him a huge amount. And because he begged the, the, uh, the, the, his master to forgive him, he gave, forgave him everything. He forgave him all his debt, but then he turns around and is blinded. Somehow he doesn't see what just happened. You know, and I think that we can say, well, this is a parable. The Lord wants to show us a type of lesson. But you know what? The Lord's parables always spoke to, to, to his people in a very, in a very uh, clear-cut way. He wanted to, was to learn. Just remember when he gave this sort of exaggerated concept of, you know, uh, it's easier for a camel to pass through an eye of a needle than for rich men to be saved. And of course, the this, uh, disciple says, well, how and what can, who can be saved then? You know, you're, you're speaking, that's impossible. How can a, you know, a, a camel can go through a needle? And here in the same way, how is it possible for us to forgive, you know, 77 times a day? You know, it's not possible, but with the Lord, all things are possible. We have to ask Lord, you have to help me to forgive in your name. It is because it is in your name I can do that. It is your name. It is through your power, through your love and mercy that I can do this because I, by myself, my emotions, my resentments, my, my deep-seated wounds, which are there because they are caused by people who have armed, harmed us, and I'm not able to do this. And I, I, I mentioned to someone that, you know, we may not be able to do it in that freedom, but he says, Lord, help me to wish because I don't even wish Help me to wish if it was possible. Help me to desire because I, I don't have this wish because the wounds sometimes are so deep that we're not able to let go. But if we were to have this prayer, Lord, I, I would if I could, but you have to help me. You have to help me to let go 
because ultimately, as we know, the lack of forgiveness is not only something that, that, that is within us, but it poisons us, it hurts us. And so we really need to beg like, like Azariah today, Lord, you are faithful. You have always been there for me. You have always been, been my, my savior, my redeemer, my merciful Lord. But I need you because in this way, I am not able to fulfill that very, you know, that very wish and desire, the very commandment that you gave me. I'm not able to do so because, you know, I am bound by my own emotions and, and, and my, own, my own resentments, which are sometimes so deep and, or, or they have turned into hate and I can't do it because I'm poisoned every time I think about it. And I know that God will grant us. And I think the Lord will provide for us, but I think this is where the invitation is from the Lord because it is so powerful, it's so, so important. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother or your sister from your heart. And then how can we pray the Our Father? Are we gonna skip the portion of forgive us as we forgive each, one another? We can't, and we can't just use the first part, forgive us our trespasses, and then go right into the, the other portion of the Our Father without says, as we forgive those who trespass against us. I mean, it is, it is the call from God. And finally today, I would like just to touch briefly on, on the person that, you know, that we honor today, St. Francis of Rome, uh, 14th century, wonderful, wonderful, incredible woman. Uh, as you know, women have, have led and have given the church incredible works of mercy, incredible works of love. Their tender care, you know, that the raham, the rahamin, that the, the compassion of, of women for those who are in need, is, it seems to be even greater than, than among men because God has formed their, the heart of, of women with an incredible tenderness, you know, towards their children, towards those who are in need. And here we have Francis of Rome, who in the 14th century, you know, she saw the poverty, she saw the neglect. And so she formed these several women who were not religious. They were just women who wanted to do something for others. So they formed this group. She formed this group. Eventually, you know, this group uh, became um, formed, formed something to religious community. But this is now how it started. And, you know, and there was a beautiful reference to by Pope Francis, I'm sorry, by Pope Benedict, you know, when he went to visit their monastery, which is located in the city of Rome. And then he says the following, how, how is it possible not to see in this, as it were, the symbol of the need to bring the spiritual dimension back to the center and to give full meaning to the many activities of the human being? Precisely in this perspective, your community together with all the communities of religious life, contemplative life is called to be a sort of spiritual lung of society so that all this is to be done. All that happens in a city does not lack a spiritual breath, the reference to God and his saving plan. And so it is, it is this unique, unique gift that God gives to those who live for others, whether in religious communities, contemplative communities, or those who live for others and, and are active in bringing good, goodness to others, bringing mercy to others, you know, all the works of mercy which are there with the soup kitchens or wherever you may be able to do, help others in need, especially because this is part and parcel of the works of God's love for us and our love for them, you know, to be able to do that. 
and to bring forth not only through activity of such, but then the prayer. Do we embrace somebody? We embrace, for example, in our prayer, prisoners. Do we embrace those who are homeless? Do we pray for them, even if we are not able to do anything for them? But do we focus on them? Do we pray for those who are in greatest need of God's mercy, those who have been hardened by sin? Do we pray for our enemies, those who have wounded, hurt us, so that we can somehow, within our own hearts, take, a, take advantage of that grace that God gives us? And you know, we have to ultimately say that we don't deserve to be in heaven. We're sinners, we're broken. And yet God, out of love, has invited us. He's done everything for us so we can make it. He has prepared the journey for us. He has given us the means. He gives us the word through which we come to understand the truth. He gives us examples from the past with Azariah, the, the, the type of prayer and longing, the self-offering or the, 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 the request that God be merciful to them because he's faithful or the Eucharist that we celebrate each day, whereby we receive the, the Lord of glory, how grateful we are to be for the mercies that he has shown us, how grateful we are to be for the gifts that he has given us through his word, through the sacraments, how grateful we are we should be to the Lord because he has chosen us, sinful and broken as we are, that he wants us to be with him to share the glory of God, to share the glory of his kingdom, a place of joy, fulfillment, a place that human heart desires and wishes each moment, and God in his mercy has granted to us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.